You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Greg Olson, a wellness expert in Lake Forest, California. Dr. Olson graduated from Los Angeles College of Chiropractic in 1994 and specializes in restoring health to patients through functional medicine, rehabilitation, neurology, kinesiology, chiropractic care, and more. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, leaky gut, finding the cause. Hello, Dr. Olson. How are you today? Good morning, Liz. I am doing great, and I am very much looking forward to our discussion this morning about leaky gut. Great. Excellent. Okay. So how do you define what leaky gut syndrome is? Well, when we look at uh, the term leaky gut, uh, leaky gut means that um, the gut is... um, it's got an integrity to it. It's, uh, it's like a filter. And so uh, you can imagine that, um, you know, when you're, you've eaten some food, it's digesting, it passes through the intestines. And the intestines are going to let certain things in for, for, uh, for absorption, for you to use nutrient-wise, for your body to run. Um, and other parts is going to, um, the rest of it's going to pass through. Uh, so what leaky gut syndrome basically means is that mucosal, lining or the lining of the intestines, rather than being normal and intact and we'll call a selective membrane, it gets irritated, gets inflamed, and begins to open up to the point where it starts letting um, some of the products of digestion to be absorbed that shouldn't be. And so these um, basically then are looked at like your body as foreign substances. Um, they're going, what the heck is this? Um, so leaky gut is ultimately that compromised or that poor functioning, uh, gut lining, allowing substances to pass through that shouldn't be, which then leads to, uh, symptoms, uh, people oftentimes experience, uh, just sitting down with the patient yesterday, um, going over her discussion with it, um, uh, bloating, um, sometimes feeling like after eating that she's pregnant, um, and experiencing sometimes rashes around the body because of different types of immune responses that are going on. Um, so that is uh, part of the uh, basically identification of a leaky gut and some of what is experienced by people when they're experiencing leaky gut. Okay, so you just touched on this a little bit, but what are the symptoms of leaky gut and how is it diagnosed? All right. Yes, I got ahead of myself a little bit here, yeah. but um, That's okay. when we talk about symptoms of leaky gut, uh, so again, looking at uh, some of the relationships there, um, so that can be uh, everything from just what I was mentioning, somebody who uh, basically always feels like, um, you know, men and women experience this, but um, it's one of those things that's more often reported um, with women. Um, and a woman might come in and say, I'm always, I'm always bloated or, uh, you know, I, I eat these particular foods or eating these and, you know, I, I feel like I'm pregnant. Um, mm-hmm. So um, 
that can be part of it. Sometimes also people with leaky gut uh, may alternate between diarrhea and constipation. Um, the bloated feeling, um, because of the compromise in that gut, uh, you can have poor energy. Um, your bowel movements might be, might be off, decreased frequency. Um, so uh, some of the symptoms. Um, you know, how is it diagnosed? So uh, there are, there are uh, a couple of ways of looking at this. There are uh, different ways of testing for it. Um, there are also uh, in office, there's a series of questions that we ask because people who oftentimes experience leaky gut oftentimes experience certain symptoms. So the first step is screening questions. Um, second step is uh, I will do uh, uh, abdominal or stomach palpation or filling around the stomach. So because uh, leaky gut is an inflamed, compromised um, uh, intestinal lining, uh, is almost always associated um, with firm palpation through the small and large intestine with tenderness and pain. Um, so, so in office questionnaire um, examining or palpating uh, large and small intestine, uh, there are connections um, that then move it into looking at. Uh, the laboratory testing. So laboratory testing um, can go a couple of di directions. The first one, um, there are measurements where you can uh, do testing, uh, uh, particular sugar substance, and then measuring its, uh, how it passes through. Um, larger chain uh, sugar should pass through the intestines, if they, and uh, if they get uh, absorbed, then uh, that would be an indication of it. Um, there's a lab I use uh, called Cyrex Labs, um, that actually does an evaluation of that uh, intestinal lining, the mucosal lining through the, what's called the tight junctions. Um, and that uh, is evaluation tells us if that tight junction is intact or if it's being attacked and compromised. So that is, uh, for me, the, the uh, best diagnosis for it. Um, I will also look on a, a stool test, uh, on a stool test, uh, looking for uh, signs of inflammation. So... If the gut is inflamed, um, then that's going to be a key problem um, associated with the leaky gut. And that also looks for uh, other organisms and compromised digestion. It'll look for uh, a relationship to, for example, pancreatic enzymes um, and the ability to digest food once it's been taken. Um, it's also going to look for those other organisms that can be present. Um, there can be different, uh, different things that cause in inflammation of the intestinal lining leading to leaky gut. That can be uh, stress. It can be the food relationship, um, such as uh, gluten and cross-reactive foods. Um, but it can also be the presence of chronic intestinal infections from things like parasites, fungus, bacteria. Um, example, um, first patient comes to mind. Um, there was a patient who uh, had been on a uh, mission to Russia, and uh, chronically uh, looking at gut issues, inflammation. Uh, we were looking at leaky gut issues. We evaluated and we found that um, he likely picked up a parasite on uh, a missionary trip to Russia 15 years prior, and it was chronically infecting his gut, contributing to leaky gut and other musculoskeletal um, and digestive issues. So, um, so those are the key steps that I look at um, in diagnosing leaky gut. Okay, again, you did touch on this a little bit, but um, 
my question is, are there any known causes of leaky gut syndrome? And if not, have researchers found any triggers? So looking into the known causes of leaky gut, I did go into that uh, a little mm -hmm. bit, but elaborating on that one, um, you know, looking at, at leaky gut and the, and the causes, um, typically um, when we're looking at leaky gut, and I'm going to relate two different sides to this, um, you know, if we have a, um, a compromised gut and there's a, um, the tight junctions are off and mucosal integrity is off, from a medical standpoint, you go, okay, well, how do we treat that junction, okay? Um, but more importantly, from a functional standpoint, is what's, what's the cause of that? Don't just treat the symptom. Treat, treat the cause. Where's the cause of this coming from? And so that cause could be uh, different, again, different organisms that might be present, um, a, a, you know, chronic parasite, chronic uh, par uh, organism, chronic fungus, bacteria, um, chronic stress, chronic exposure to foods um, that uh, are irritating um, to, the, to the gut lining. There's also, uh, you know, we look at functionally with, with the, the intestines, um, there's uh, just throwing it in, there's something called the ileocecal valve, which is the junction between the large and small intestine. Um, that can at uh, times mechanically be compromised, uh, allowing um, bacteria from one area to the other, uh, contributing to an irritated state in the, in the intestines. Uh, but most commonly, when we're looking at that, we're going to be looking at organisms, we're going to be looking at that food connection, we're going to be looking at that gluten and cross-reactivity connection related to leaky gut syndrome. And so directly with that um, research and uh, associated triggers with it, um, probably the, the, the first one that jumps into that is, is uh, that connection to foods. Um, as far as researchers go, looking at the gliad and the gluten connection, uh, cross-reacted foods, uh, so that any, every time that, that food is eaten and it's passing through the intestines, it's basically irritating, uh, inflaming that intestinal lining, ultimately leading to a compromise of those uh, junctions and, and uh, that leaky gut connection. So clinically um, would be the identification of the triggers that we were looking at before, um, and that's uh, chronic stress leading to inflammatory response, um, as well as looking at uh, the presence of other organisms that might be present. Okay. And what type of tests or evaluations are available to try to determine these causes of leaky gut syndrome? So uh, the best testing done to evaluate uh, leaky gut syndrome uh, for the, the ultimate or gold standard diagnosis is uh, really t the test from Cyrex Labs where we look at uh, the integrity of that intestinal tight junction where that uh, final step of absorption takes place. Uh, so that final gateway for absorption, um, if that is compromised and it's found to be um, uh, off from that testing, is really um, you know, finding that there's leaky gut present and uh, ultimately what, where that cause is at in that junction there. Uh, there's also evaluating uh, evaluation through uh, intake of different substances, uh, and if they are absorbed, uh, then we know that there is a compromise in that gut because those tight junctions are off. Um, so it's absorbed rather than being uh, passed through or eliminated. So, uh, and the last one that I look at um, with that, which for me is uh, very important from a causative standpoint, um, is looking at intestinal inflammation. Um, 
So every time there's a, uh, a situation with leaky gut, there's always going to be inflammation in the intestines. They go hand in hand. So uh, knowing about the uh, presence of and the uh, amount of inflammation happening in, in the intestines uh, was extremely valuable to determining the cause and also um, what is going to likely be the, the, the course of action and how long that might take. And lastly... If someone suspects that they have leaky gut syndrome, what should they do? You know, uh, if somebody thinks they have lucky, leaky gut syndrome, um, then the best step to do is to find out, find somebody uh, who knows what they're knows what they're doing related to um, evaluating leaky gut. So, um, you know, there are times when people um, will think, oh, I have leaky gut, and look up things and say, okay, well, this is what I do for leaky gut. And, you know, there's times where people um, might have uh, hit the right target with that and, and, uh, and get going, but the, the, the gut is so important to overall health. Um, you know, it's not just hanging out there, uh, digesting and absorbing food. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, important in that digestion and absorption process, but it also has an incredible, uh, what we call enteric nervous system, and so um, that ties in with brain health, ties in with um, overall, um, overall well-being, uh, neurotransmitter function. So the, 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 the multitude of connections with gut function, really, uh, if you're having issues that you're concerned about and, uh, you know, leaky gut syndrome or other things that you're concerned about is finding somebody who can properly evaluate you and get you on the right path um, rather than leaving it and guessing. Um, and part of that process is uh, getting evaluated, but also doing the follow-up testing because um, there are many times where you might be feeling better, but not be better. So one of the things we want to make want to make sure of is that you're not just 50% better in your gut function, but you're going to go, "Wow, I feel so much better." Um, we want you to be 100% better with regard to how your gut's working. Um, and many times, um, because leaky gut may have been developing over you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years or happening to some small degree, um, by the time people start feeling better, they go, I haven't, I, I haven't felt this good in, in years, but they're not back to where they're 100%, um, which is going to basically not only just give them that, that short term um, of being better, but we want that long term. We want that gut to be um, in good shape. We want it to be healed. We want you to know what caused it and how to take care of it and prevent it in the future. Well, thank you, Dr. Olson. We know you're busy, so I want to thank you for your time and your help today. Oh, you're so welcome. It was great meeting with you today. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with the doctor, please visit www.askdrolson.com or call 949-859-5192 to schedule an appointment. On behalf of our team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.